two, one. What the hell is that? <laughs> y'all. Let welcome. everybody know that the meeting's recorded. <laughs> what it is. This is going to be the worst <laughs> introduction in all-time history for this podcast. But well, welcome back. Episode 33 of the Manly Musings podcast. Tonight, we are welcomed by one of my longest friends since God, probably first grade. That ages me and basically everyone on this podcast, except for Andrew, because he's a baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my friend. I haven't graduated Jess, college yet. Yeah, Jess Luzinski <laughs> or Tamez now. So, Jess, say hi, introduce yourself, all that fun jazz. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm stoked to be here. But yeah, Peasley and I go back to like Mother's Day Club, it feels like. Uh, like way pre-K sort of stuff. So... <laughs> Um, we, and what is this Mother's Day Club? Please. It was like, it was called something like that, I think. Yeah. It was essentially like daycare. Um, but yeah, Pease and I go back. It's, it, I'm yep. excited. We've, I feel we, honored. We literally went to every grade together all the way up until college. And I nearly, if I didn't mess around at UNH, I probably would have gone to the same college. <laughs> that was my goal. Yeah, yeah, we even like switched high schools and um yeah. Yep. It was nice though to like show up to a new school first day and like be like, oh, I've known him for 14 years. This You're is like, perfect. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> Bye. I mean, we'll I mean at least you guys had high aspirations when going to college. I was just trying to get out of the state of New Jersey. Like <laughs> you all wanted to go to you know, those smart schools. I was just not smart enough to get. I'm just, I was just happy to be smart enough to get into any school. So I went to the <laughs> University of New Hampshire. No offense to all my friends and anyone that's gone to the University of New Hampshire, but that ain't no smart school. <laughs> <laughs> I think I want even if it was like one inch over the border, like I wanted to get out of New Hampshire. So like it didn't like I could have been like a half an inch over the border and I would have been. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's my school. Perfect. I think the only only reason I went to UNH was business school. And then I dropped out of that freshman after freshman year and then was kind of like wandering, figuring out what was next. And I was like, oh, let's go to West Virginia. Sight unseen. Never been there. Like, this will be great. Oh, it was three years later. I had a blast and don't remember 95% of it, but that's okay. And now <laughs> you are doing a podcast all about that place in West Virginia. Oh, it's, yeah. You know, full circle. You, you meet a, a short Filipino guy that's like half your size. I mean, who taught me Zumba? <laughs> yeah, who oh. taught you Zumba? You know? Oh yeah, that's a that's a hidden town of mine. Uh, the deep lore music. cut for the the podcast, the Zumba. Oh, yeah, I I want us to uh, watch a recording of Kevin teaching Zumba. You can <laughs> you can find several videos on YouTube if you type in my name and no, the word Zumba. No, yes, you, you can. Kevin you can find at least six. Go ahead. Let me know what you find. You're going to find it like five straight down. First one you'll see is me doing it on the beach. Let me know if you see it. Kevin, I want you to know that if you type your first and if you type Kevin Cueva into Google, Zumba automatically fills. Oh, my God. Oh, what a brand. There There you go. Yeah. I'm a legend, guys. I'm a Zumba legend. It's on my Instagram. That's why it says former Zumba legend, because it really is true. I really wish you had gone and done this as a profession. I would have been so happy for you. You know, Even honestly, I'm not now, like <laughs> if I, you know, but the thing is like, I am like a jack of all trades. Like the fact that like, 
I can say I did that. It's, you know, it's a notch on the title belt, as they say. That's um, good on the resume. Yeah, you know, Does Zumba to CrossFit. Yeah, okay. you know, he's a leader. Doesn't Thank matter you. what he's leading, even and if it's Zumba true. moms. And I will say, <laughs> he led I, my big white ass in the Zumba class. I don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah. I was super proud of him. Shout out to Merritt. I think I think I remember I even got you a shirt as like he a did. thank you for coming. Yeah, I got I, like everybody a bunch a sh- bunch was, of shit. Out of all I the guys that were there, shirt. I think I showed up to every class after Kevin told me about it, and I was only one out of like five guys. The rest was all girls. Yeah, and I'm like, well. The numbers work for my favor, um, yes. but <laughs> I, so and the, the thing is, like the time when I started doing Zumba, I was that was when Zumba started to like seriously, like just skyrocket to the moon. And it was also the time when guys were not teaching Zumba. Guys were far from it. And I'd like to say I was You're part of that. Amazing. I was. Yes, I was a part of that revolution of like yo it's okay for guys to be teaching zumba taking zumba and mm-hmm. i didn't have to fit a se- certain stereotype for doing it you know you i'm go. a dude i'm a bro like i love i can talk sports with you and i can you know do my do thing zumba. on the dance floor you know so those, those are like the coolest people though that just like have like unapologetically have their interests and are themselves like those are like those are really the only people I want to be friends with nowadays. Like it's the truth. Well, Kevin's a great your, guy. Own your space. I love it. Yes, I appreciate you. That's why yeah. we have very few friends nowadays. It literally just gets smaller, and you're like, all right, I like you guys. That's it. So <laughs> you're good. Um, like I said, this is going to be one of those episodes. I think everything will go off the rails. One hundred percent. I am so forward. For it I too. have a time limit, so if I have to go, I'm gonna hop off. But I'm what glad is to be your here time limit? I have like an hour and a half. All right. Oh, that's like nine thirty. All right. Nine, like nine thirty, ten o'clock. Like okay, okay. Well, we're definitely gonna be off by ten o'clock. Yeah. Well, yeah. Merritt's got to go to sleep so we can get up at three a.m. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm never gonna there live this yeah, down. Yeah. Right, you wake up so early to go to the gym. Yeah. I'm, and I respect the grind, but I go to the gym after work. Yeah, I can't do that. No, that's no. what I used to Ugh. do. No, I respect Andrew, it, Andrew. As long, at least you're getting it in. There's yeah. three out of the four of us right now are all sadly over our thirties, and we will tell that's you. A sad thing. It's just a thing that happens. Well, thank you for making us feel worse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Or go back when like your knees start really hurting. Just randomly. My knees already like, hurt. I tore my meniscus when I was in seventh grade. So <laughs> Dude, my, I, knee pain is a thing. <laughs> I've been mulching all day yesterday. I couldn't stand up. So I'm I'm in the boat of I need new knees, like something different. Like my grandma got um, new knees one time. That was kind of crazy. All right. So let's talk about the NBA playoffs. Holy <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> 30 minutes later. Gotta love it. It's going to be a segue. It's going to be a great episode to get clips on. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's going to be so many clips. Um, Both teams that have the most wins in franchise history and most NBA championships are all going to get swept straight up. The Lakers will probably get swept tonight. They play right now in like 10 minutes whenever ESPN decides to play. Um, And then tomorrow night, the Celtics play the Heat in Miami down 3-0. I don't even know if I'm going to watch it. No I'll point. have it on. 
I won't I'm, watch it, watch it, but it'll be on. I went to bed at the end of the third quarter. I was like, you guys are losing by 30. What's the point of this game? I mean, it put me to sleep on my couch last night. That's how bad it was. Yeah. I, I just want to say, I'm sorry. I, I don't, I'm not even trying to rub this in for you Celtic fans, but I just cannot believe the traumatic downfall that you guys have got in this series. And I keep hearing rumors that like coach Joe's job is on the line because of it. Oh, I don't want to hear that bullshit. The guy, it's literally his first year coaching. I think it's, yeah. I hate all the Boston fans that are like that. Like he anytime should. something bad happens. Oh, That's every Boston fan. I know. I'll never, I, I give Joe. New York fans. We just hate our teams for some reason. Yeah. Well, <laughs> There's plenty of reason to why we hate our teams. Mm, yeah. um, you know, there's not many good teams right now. The Celtics is the only one. The Bruins. <laughs> no, they suck. They what, lost. What happened the to round. them? They, they don't count anymore. They lost already. They're out. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that was horrible. Um, it's not going to – it doesn't look good. No heart, no fight. It, it literally just looked like they gave they up. They have no game plan. They go in – thinking they're just going to win and playoff basketball is not the regular season. You can't do that. No, but we have a first year head coach that has to learn. That's how it goes. So Boston fans shut the fuck up and deal with it. We signed him to a long extension. We don't want to pay out all that money. You let go of the guy who did some creepy stuff with a former employee. He's now in it out in Houston. Did you so guys hear you're not getting back. I don't know if this was recent news or not, but it turns out that email was reported by the woman's partner to the Celtics. So it was like, he he found out that his wife or girlfriend or fiance or whatever they were was cheating on him with email. And he was like, I'm going to call the Celtics and let them know. It's awesome. Oh my God. (laughs) That is like some serious get back. By that guy. Hats off to him. Good for you. And he got, he definitely did some damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Just, just a small, small amount of damage to everybody involved. Um, yeah, and then and the whole region of New England. Yeah, well, I think we're all over it at this point. We're all worrying if we're going to win a game at all right now. Um, and Carmelo Anthony, who's never won a ring but has a lot of scoring titles, is officially retired from the NBA after technically. Nah, 19 seasons because he did not play at all this year. Um, and he's remain now it's LeBron is the only person left from the 03 draft class. It's old. He is hey, old as fuck. Yeah, because the only other person I think that was left was Haslam, but he will be retiring this year, I think. No, Haslam's been in the league longer. Has he been longer? He's been, I think, 2002. No, I yeah. could have swore it was the same one. Giannis has. Now I now I need to know. Um, because I enjoy bringing up these sort of statistics every so often. That's why really you're that's... upsets merit. Um, although LeBron James was drafted after I was born, there was not a regular season of basketball in my entire life without LeBron James. It's true. Oh, shit. June twenty sixth, right, so... he was drafted, and I was born March eighth. Wow. So it's pretty. Uh, that just. Yep. Where's my walker and cane? Uh, yeah, um, I need my wheelchair. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get one of those um, stair things, the, the chairs that oh, those... connect to the stairs that go down. I might need one of those at this point. Yes. That's okay, good... so I'm just going to put a slide in my house. 
Those get dangerous, though. Those yeah, get dangerous. Way more fun than a stairmaster. No, that's the stepping thing on the gym. Um, whatever they call the stair thing. Yeah. Chair. So did you find it, Kevin? Yeah, you're uh he's one year. He went to the league in 02. He went undrafted in 02. So he's just a year after LeBron. I before was right. LeBron. My apologies. <laughs> That's um, according to, to Wikipedia. Who knows? Somebody could have just changed that. But you could have gone to ESPN. I'm going with it. You know, yeah, well, the- I just went, I just typed Google. Udonis has him. It was the first thing I clicked and I went for it. So did we're you gonna spell go. his did you spell his first name right? Yes, I spelled wow. Udonis Haslam correctly. I wouldn't have gotten that right. I uh, it's really oh god, no, I'm a horrible speller. Oh geez. But here I don't know how to digress I freshman English. To digress, the important thing, Carmelo Anthony, some stats. Six time all NBA, ten time NBA All-Star, three time Olympic gold medalist, an NCAA champ, an NCAA champion. He was the 2012-2013 scoring champion, ninth all-time leading NBA scorer on the NBA 75th anniversary team, and I would assume he would be on the 100th anniversary team in the next 25 years, and fellow New York Nick. So shout-out to Melo. I wish we could have done much better for you, but you had to be during the years when we were trash. So struggle. I saw a thing today asking what um, Denver is going to do. Are they going to hang two 15s? No, they, they tell Jokic to change his number. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. If, he, if, if Jokic wins a championship, you would, if he you would wins, make him? No, if he wins a championship, then he keeps his number. But if they don't win, they'd say they lose in the finals and they retire Carmelo's number. Either he has to have the conversation with Melo or Melo just says you can keep the number. That's fine. And they retire his number. Yeah. Anyway, after Jokic, it would be done. Yeah. But after Jokic. Like LeBron wears six is. right now. Yeah. Well, LeBron should never wear six. He Get should it wear off six right now. But stupid. he is. That, that's that's I just sure LeBron hate. I hate him. I, I can't help it. Okay. That's uh, just the, the, the hate that Merritt has for LeBron <laughs> is so unreal. Like, we could just have a show on how like, much he hates visceral. LeBron. Right, it, no, it is right. Like sometimes yeah. it doesn't even feel like it should be that much hate. Like I don't know if I hate anything that much, but Merritt hates LeBron, LeBron James. LeBron James, is, yeah. LeBron like, bum. Is so really hurt by it. LeBron bum. See, look at that. Look at that. Like <laughs> not even LeBum. necessary. I also just like to do this because it riles Kevin up so much. It's hysterical. <laughs> LeBron is a phenomenal player. I always say that. I hate what he does on the court because he flops like a baby um and looks like a fish out of water half the time when he does it but off the court he's a fantastic human being except for doing space jam too should never touch that that was horrible that it looks like the closest person after lebron to be drafted is paul chris paul and andre iguodala but he's retiring this year like he's done now and chris paul's probably gonna retire because he's broken he was drafted in 2005 Oh, the Kyle Lowry was drafted in 2006. Yeah, the, the longevity of LeBron James is like there's some like because I know you don't like you don't like him, but there's something there about like the, being able to keep competing at that level that consistently for that many years is like is ridiculous and unreal. It was like pre like real sports science stuff, like yeah. yeah. Kind of before everyone knew what was like good for you and not. It was like just drink more Gatorade. 
was kind of <laughs> that's what he was doing. Young LeBron was fueled purely by Gatorade. Like, think of like if Le- <laughs> first ten years Gatorade. Think of like what Michael uh, Jordan played at this time with like the the technology and stuff that we have now. Oh my He'd god! He'd be even better. He'd be crazy. He would be a robot. That's what would happen. He would be (laughs) dropping 60 points on everyone every night. Like, there'd be no stopping him. Um, And then news for the Patriots, kind of, because now they're the Vegas Patriots at this point. Tom Brady is a minority owner of the Raiders. They now have 19, I believe it's 19, um, former Patriot, either players or personnel that work in that building now. Hey, whatever you got to do to get better, because Lord only knows the Raiders were as abysmal oh, as they still be Patriots. Yeah. And they, they signed your mans who threw that touchdown. Yeah, they signed Jacoby Myers because yeah. Jacoby Myers. Yeah, that clip is hilarious. And I know it's your quarterback, but it's absolutely funny the way he oh, gets getting... like, pile drived into the ground. By a former Patriot. <laughs> He just gets pushed. <laughs> and it's by Chandler Jones. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I digress. It's It'll be fine. Um, how about some good news? West Virginia baseball team won the Big 12 title. Bless. Um, we need some positivity there. Except they are not hosting any regionals because they had a three-game losing streak against the Texas Longhorns over the weekend. But still somehow won the Big 12 title. So they, I think they share it with, like, Texas and somebody else, right? Don't care. Uh, Neither do I. UT. Well, I mean, honestly, <laughs> we get a Big 12 title. We could say we're Big 12 champs. They can make shirts out of it. Lit. I'll take it. More money. Can't buy the jerseys, but we can so buy you the still shirts. get the payout, so. Yep. Yeah. There you go. And one of the players is, like, up for a big award, too. I did see that. I forgot his uh, name. He, Weatherholt. He's a semifinalist for the Golden Spikes Award. See, this is his job. He's already learned amazing. his job without me telling him what he had oh, to do. Amazing. Did you tell you him, Kevin? Sit, you guys sit there no. and say, uh, let me look. And then I come on the podcast and I catch so much crap because I don't do any research beforehand. Just look it all up live. <laughs> well, that's what we want you to do. That's your new so job. I'm sorry to anybody listening if I'm like saying names wrong or I'm not pulling up the right stats. But this is live. That's fine. We're live. It's just funnier when I'm not on the podcast and it's you and Kevin, and then I'm listening to it and going, wait, that's wrong. That's wrong. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? What are you talking about? Honestly, the way the best me and Andrew, when it's Kevin and I. Yo, honestly, <laughs> you said you guys are going to have to forget, figure out how to do this without me. And we're like, Merrick, nah. we already did it without you twice. <laughs> we don't need to change okay. how to do it without you, Merrick. <laughs> All right. Good good luck. He has in like his like value of like, yeah, good luck doing this without me oh i have no value i have zero <laughs> value to this team Marin's that's a lie our symbolic leader <laughs> he's the tallest I, out of all of us he's you know he's important that's not hard to be when my dad was six eight like i was going God. to be tall your dad is huge i would kill to be five eight guys like <laughs> seriously like Five five. I didn't Kevin, even be five five. Like, Kevin, no. If people can see all it. I wanted to be was five five. So I mean, like, and my dad's six two. So I mean, and your mom's tall too. My mom isn't she like five? No, she's my mom's like five one. She kind she is the reason why I'm five three. Like, oh, my mom's yeah. five eight. So that was that helped me out a little bit. Oh, I love it. 
Oh my god, I'm dying. I... <laughs> it's gonna go. We're gonna go way off the rails. This yep. Episode. So I let's just get through it. this next part of it real quick. Kevin, what are you wearing? Well, obviously because we have that a soccer. Nice. I like Thank that you. Jersey. We have a soccer star on the pod. So I wore a soccer jersey, and I was gonna see if you guys could figure out what country I'm wearing. What's the? I'll, I'll come in South. It's gotta be. I'm. I, everybody, South, take a guess. I'll South African guess. Football Federation. Okay, Saudi that's Arabia merits. Okay, and then we got Saudi Arabia. Yes. Okay, Andrew says Saudi Arabia, South Ooh. America. Yeah. That is S A F F. Okay. All right. So is that final answers for everybody? Yeah. Shout out again to the producer for out wow. being out here. This yeah. is I knew they Saudi were Saudi Arabia. Uh, this is the kit that they wore for the last World Cup that happened. Yeah, that so, kit was clean. That kit yeah. was good. So I remember when I went and got this, I was like, when I saw the new kits, I was like, first kit I gotta get. Saudi Arabia because it's fire. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, that's my 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 jersey of the day, you know, first soccer jersey of the podcast. So we will start to start bringing these out more since, you know, basketball season is going to be ending. Um and then baseball, I'm going to have to start finding some baseball jerseys to wear. So Women's you know, World Cups this summer. You yes. Lean yeah. into it. And their kids definitely covering the Women's World. Their kids their that kids came out nice. fire. Just, so, I think the Adidas ones though are so, so good. I'm a ones, huge fan, but the Adidas women's kits, uh, they uh, they know what to do with their soccer. Adidas kits. knows how to do soccer kits. Yeah, they, 100%. yeah they, they they came out with some good ones. My I favorite wish, one um, ever is uh they did it a couple <laughs> World Cups back was uh Adidas's Mexico kit where they oh, had yeah. it based off of the luchador mask and it was a uh, Rey Mysterio's mask that they had the sides on where it was yep. based off of it. I thought that's, I wish I could find that today. It's just they a lot of money on eBay. They apparently oh. made one that for this past world cup that they did not get to wear because they messed up the color schemes at some oh. point, but they were, it was, I think it was like their white Jersey or something. And it has like the Inca and Aztec like logos throughout it, like symbols all over the Jersey and they weren't able to wear it because they messed up what team they were going to, what their colorway they were going to wear. I was like, that have been the That's dopest jersey to wear. Like, come on. insane. Like, there's a hundred meetings leading up to it of like, this is what we're going to do. These are the color options. And like, how do you mess that up? I'm just going to toss it in the air and say it's Mexico. Yeah. I mean, it is like a, it's a whole world sort of like event. So it makes sense that like some country is going to screw something up or some partnership isn't going to end up working out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's like, we run into like Jersey issues in like the NFL sometimes. (laughs) And it's like, they run into Jersey issues all over the place. It's hysterical. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I got just for you, Jess, the BU hat. Go Terriers. I saw that. I love that. I love this hat. The most formidable mascot. A little terrier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My dad went to BU. He went there as a grad student. Oh, That's pretty sick. cool. Yeah. I only knew uh, one other person went to BU. I think somebody from my class goes there. I'm not 100% sure, though. 
It's a big but, school. There's, yeah. Like, there's a lot how of many, people there. Yeah. How many people go there? There's like 17,000 like undergrad, I think. Like, it's massive. Oh. Yeah. That's nothing. Well, yeah, for like the southern <laughs> side. <laughs> literally in Boston. Like, That's it's, true. It's a big school. Yeah, it's big school in Boston too. I'm mm -hmm. there's a school in Boston, I think it's BU that isn't allowed to buy any more land because like it gets too close to like the maximum occupancy. It uh, would probably be I wouldn't be surprised if it is because they own yeah. all of the property, like the housing around campus too. Yeah. Like even when you lived like off campus in like a brownstone, you were technically on campus. It's like Northeastern. B I think BU and yeah, Northeastern, Northeastern are also is also one of yeah, it's up there. Yeah, yeah they, they just bought up all of it. And they bought up so, all the brownstones around the around the area, and you every, all the college kids living in brownstones. I'm like, wow, nice lucky you guys. I live in an apartment building above a breakfast place in Worcester. <laughs> <laughs> it's made of brick. <laughs> but it looks like it's gonna fall down. <laughs> I got to live in the new. If you go, if you're looking at Boston, there's two like high-rise dorm mm -hmm. buildings, the student villages. That's where I got to live my junior and senior year. I have yet to live in as nice of housing since then. Oh like, yeah, I peaked in college for a dorm. It's amazing. I hope to only go up because I don't think housing in Worcester. You, you live you live in Worcester right now, Andrew. You yeah. can definitely go up. Go I up. promise. Um, yeah. So you go from what I'm looking at. There's a total of thirty two thousand BU students, sixteen with sixteen thousand of which are undergrad and ten thousand of which are graduate students. I was close. So where's your other six thousand from? Oh, uh, actually, I don't yeah. know. That doesn't add up. <laughs> the math is wrong this website what are you doing bro i'm let me, i will i'm reinvestigating hold on i reinvestigate yeah seventeen thousand is a lot of people in boston does it count like the med school Ooh. maybe it didn't count the med school it didn't specify but probably not because there this is there is a whole different campus but it's still under the same umbrella i don't want percentages i want actual data interesting oh i found the jersey that i like that from the adidas kit. oh my god you did yeah <laughs> the whole time we've been talking about bu kevin is looking up the adidas kit. Looking at adidas kit <laughs> well i was listening to your bu stuff too it's good times i just wanted to see what prices i'm looking at right now and just prices? always on the hunt uh the, the the cheapest i see is 37 dollars, and it's you know, used, which I expect. And a lot of them have this R Marquez person on the back. I don't know who that is. If anybody can enlighten me. Um, nope. Apparently, he was a really good player back in 2014. But yeah, so far, it's ranging from like 37, 40 bucks, 50 bucks. This one is 120 bucks, but it's because it has the name on it. So, you know, we're, we're, and oh, that's a lot. Oh, G Dos Santos. They have that one too. But yeah, I that's my that if there's another jersey one, yeah, I definitely would like that one because it's based off of one of my favorite wrestlers. So okay, I found better data. Okay. Okay. What what are your numbers? And this one this adds up. I, I checked it according to US News. It was like yeah, a lot Report. of college okay. data stuff. So like I would say reliable source. Um 36,000 total undergrad as of fall 2022. Eight um thirty six thousand total enrollment. Eighteen thousand are undergrad, and seventeen thousand are graduate. 
And you're missing a thousand. Oh well, they add up two. It's eighteen thousand two hundred and twenty. Oh, okay. Seventeen thousand. I'm just making sure. Five. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Next time, I'll give you how many hairs on the head of the Boston University students there are. <laughs> I want that number. Eighteen percent. Eighteen percent are awarded um, Pell grants. And Lucky. I don't know why they're emphasizing that 0.1% of enrolled students are active service members, but because they seem like want, a very high number. They want to show that they are allow military students to come to the school and get credit. Yeah. And still well, it's not a pretty big like ROTC program when I was there too. Oh. A lot of schools do. I UNH had a massive one for both yeah. Army and Air Force. So Kevin, what are you doing? Why are you so excited? Oh he's no! Closing a bid. He just closed on one. <laughs> no, he's so I got a little excited because there's one that was finally in like my size. Thirty six. But it's 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 a little raunchy, so oh. <laughs> doesn't look good. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Kevin. so sad face. But I did, you know, text you and Andrew the one that is oh. size under me. Just in case you need to give me a birthday present next oh. next month. So oh, that oh, looks nice, okay. Kev. Okay. Thank you for um sending that over. Oh, that is pretty dope looking. That's um, pretty <laughs> I just don't know if I can I just don't know if I can fit that's into a, a large nice jersey. Oh, okay. That's the one go- you want, but an extra large? I need it. Yeah, if you can find an extra large, okay. you can like, if I let can me find know. an extra large, Kev. I'll, I'll this episode um, is just gonna be tr- so bad to listen to. Man, no, it's not. Oh, it's gonna be great. God. It's gonna be a special. There's gonna be a lot of highlights on the Instagram. Is this going to? Oh, is is this going to live up to the Christy episode where it was basically the same thing? Oh, the Christy episode is pretty. <laughs> the Christy episode is great, bro. Oh, and, that was hysterical. Well, that one we also we had to like hop off and then hop back. Yeah, on because... that's actually two parts, and I yeah. got both the parts in separate. Um, was that before I started editing them? Anyway, I the Christy remember. episode is on the YouTube and on the Spotify if anybody's interested in watching it, but it's two parts. The first one is like 40 minutes and the second episode, second half is like an, an hour, hour and a half. It's something like that. Like Yeah, because the two... first half, yep. we yell at Merritt for being saying that it it's okay to go on the plane in jeans because he made his big whole deal that it's okay oh, no. and he's so comfortable. Oh. You don't no, go on the plane in jeans. No, 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 no. That, but you okay. talked about I'm how glad, you were I'm glad so excited to your mind that. Because you used to be of the opinion that jeans were the premier plain pants. Yes, you were. Yes, I did. Now <laughs> I've, I've changed my opinion on that. I hate... I'm proud of you. I have to wear comfy clothes. Front yeah, feet. that's weird. That's like an interesting point of view. Yeah, well, I'm an interesting kind of human being. <laughs> there you have you. For long flights, too? Oh, no. Short flights. Short flights. Long flights? No. Oh, God, no. Like puddle jumpers, you can get away with jeans, but like mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna bamf in like a month. I ain't wearing jeans. I'm wearing shorts. Bamf. No, that's like a, you're flying across the country for that. Yeah. So like shorts. That's long, you're not doing like the shuttle from like Boston to New York. Like no, where do you that? not to bamf. Andrew, bamf is in Alberta. Yeah. So okay. like you need oh shit! Yeah. All right. Cool. I'm going far. <laughs> I'm going yeah. far for ten days. Wow. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got to survive. That's that's all I'm going to say to that one. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's have I some gotta fun. I got to do here. my jersey. Yeah. Who you got? Sorry. Don't skip me. <laughs> Don't skip me. I'm I'm wearing my damn jersey because I can't put on the color green. I'm too sad. 
Um, and I have a Berkeley hat that Merritt mailed me because he has ridiculously Amazing. large amounts of hats with no real reason to have them. Dude, uh, I, have so I, many. I have music abilities that Merritt lacks. Um, oh, yeah, 100%. So, and then when I found out that our guest was a soccer person, I grabbed the only piece of soccer apparel that's club related that I have, which is a Man United scarf I that I got it. for free. That's fantastic. And I'm not even a Man United fan. I'm a <laughs> Leeds fan. And I know that's trash because we're about to get relegated, but my friend's from Scotland and that's who they like. So go Leeds. Right. I have a Timbers uh, scarf somewhere in my okay. closet. That's it's awesome. actually like a really nice scarf. Their scarves are fantastic. I got it for free from a restaurant that I worked at for a Christmas gift because one of our beer partners is like one of their partners. So they had a bunch of them. Lucky. That's pretty yeah. sweet. Andrew, I would have highly recommend going to like a MLS game. Those are fun nowadays. Yeah, I'm going to. I've been wanting to. Oh, you just gave me a hell of an idea. I'm That's good. Right. Ooh. Oh, boy. Here we go. Well, I was just does saying. The, does Red Bull I, play I have Revolution? To... I don't know. I think they do, but I was just going to say I might have like PTSD because I actually used to work in that arena. So I don't think you can go back to that arena, Kevin. Come to Gillette. <laughs> yeah. Especially since I have that red jacket that I have oh, from there. Yeah. All right. Can we go through? Are we going to go down to the other do stuff? The do our star. We got to get to our star. That's what I was trying to get to, bro. Oh, good. <laughs> All right. So should we run down the long list of accolades that Jess has here? 100%. Yes. We got to know. There's a lot, <laughs> Jess. I literally went on your LinkedIn. I was like, I knew half of this. And then I saw the other half. And I was like, holy crap. Oh, wait, oh, real geez. quick. I'm going to intercut. They play August 30th. Okay. That's good to know. I'll, There's I'll, also one in July, but I think I'll be in the Czech Republic. So if you I guys want to go without me, that would be cool. But No, I think in July, I've got a couple things going on. So August mm-hmm. probably would be better. All right, cool. And me and Merritt are already going to the Liberty in July, so I don't know if you can handle seeing me twice. Yeah. Go see Gotham. Oh, Oh, you're so right. Yes, they play that arena too. Oh, God, so much that I got to do. So many sports teams. And I think they're like top of the table right now. So like, Yeah, they have Alex Morgan on there, right? No. No. Alex Morgan plays. um, San Diego. But they have oh, like right. O'Hara, Christy Mewis, like yeah. they, Lynn Williams Alex right now. Like, yeah, Margaret Cruz. Oh. And the ticket's probably like 20 bucks. Uh, right. Probably. Merritt, I will take a look. Merritt, I'll take Actually, a look. i tell you how much. <sighs> oh, yeah. Gotham. Would you type in Gotham? The first thing that comes up is <laughs> Gotham FC. Let's get no, it. Group tickets. Tickets. Buy single game tickets. Um, if Friday. we were to go to the game that's like next week, it would be like uh, 18 bucks. Wow, oh my god, 18 dollars. We would, no. we could go to the Red Sox for more expensive than that. We would pay, <laughs> yeah, 18 dollars to- is a ticket. We, we would pay more to park than the ticket. Oh, and their their kit's clean as hell. What, yeah, their stadium's cool too. I like the logo. Is, yeah, this awesome. This legit. Well, I, like I guess we're going to a soccer game. A couple soccer at, matches this year, one. and then you know, in four years, three years from now, the I'll Lakers get more. are up, guys. They're winning. I don't want to hear that bullshit. They're only up by two. <laughs> up by three. I don't want to hear that. They're <laughs> gonna lose. No, right. I have faith. I think the craziest NBA storyline is going to happen this year. Two teams are going to come back 3-0, and it's going to be the Lakers and the Celtics in the finals. 
No, it won't faith. be. It's not going to happen. Don't the even just stop trying to try to make yourself existence. feel better. No one's willing to. I, I will. If they win tomorrow, Andrew, I don't know what I'll say. I'll just be happy and thank okay, me. whatever. If they win tomorrow night, thank me. Okay. I'm, will, I'm willing it into existence. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll remember that tomorrow. <laughs> I don't believe in like manifesting or anything, but I'm whatever that is, I'm doing it. You're doing a good job at it. Thank you. Thank you. I I'm really trying. Exactly you're to do. Kevin, you're going to have mm-hmm. so many clips. Yes. <laughs> so many clips. I'm so excited for a clip of me to be on the internet. I don't believe in manifesting, <laughs> but whatever that is, I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm, I'll, 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 I'll ta- timestamp it. Oh my God. All right. Let's go through this shit. Um, <laughs> so, Jessica a former BU soccer player, played for the Boston Breakers. That was big. Um, and then transitioned over to USA soccer as a coordinator for the youth national teams. That's, I didn't know you did that. Cause I knew you did all the triathlon stuff and all that fun stuff, but I didn't know you did that. Yeah. I lived in Florida for a month and got to work with the U like 16 English men's team. Oh, and uh, cool. it was really, it was so much fun. The head coach was obsessed with uh, Walmart. So just like I took him there like every day, let him buy like all the Walmart American stuff. Um, they were obsessed with Budweiser. It was like, oh my God. So good. That is hysterical. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then international games intern slash international games temporary employee. And young, such young ambassador for the 2014 Youth Olympics uh, for the U.S. Olympic Committee. That's a lot of words that say Olympics all over. (laughs) (laughs) That's essentially like when you're retiring and you just like need people to keep you around. You just like keep changing your titles and like jumping to (laughs) the thing. So, yeah, the international games. So they essentially are in charge of like logistics and operations for the u.s delegation at the olympics so that's that's kind of that department and then this is where i get to hang out with you for a night in tempe um (laughs) when you were at the triathlon coordinator for usa triathlon that was cool that was fun yeah that was a fun night and then i i think i woke up the next morning and actually went down to the event but i was hungover yeah, I was too. Um, I barely just, had anything to drink. <laughs> yeah, that that was cool. They just that was like a really unique job, just like sending a bunch of like twenty year old kids around to like put up these massive, massive events, and it was really awesome. Like I got to go travel to like places I never would have went to otherwise. So yeah, it was cool seeing you seeing you there. That was fun. Yeah. All of a sudden, wait, you live in Tempe? Yeah, I'm here for like three days. Okay, let's hang out. Love it. That was a good time. So it was when we were like still young. We were young. Yeah. Yeah, I think that picture pops up every now and then on like time hop or whatever. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. I I just look short in that photo. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, you should. That's all that I think of every time I see that. I was like, oh, yeah. He's like yep. a foot and a half taller than me. It just stops like here. <laughs> right about my bicep. Yeah. 
Sorry, it's all Kevin. good. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Andrew stops around my like my chin. I like it's really funny. Than that. <laughs> like walking with walking I'm not five with, ten. <laughs> walking with Merritt and Andrew, it's actually like it's like you have like they're all the way up here, and here I am like. So, <laughs> but you right. can't lose us, Kevin. Whenever we go into crowds, it's very nope. easy because we just. And you guys can like a, find me, which is good yeah. because God forbid I go off and get lost somewhere. No, like, what we'll do is we're going to tie a balloon to your backpack next time. So we can find stick. you. But you're the one that has to carry the backpack. I wouldn't have a backpack for anyone. Well, we'll tie something to you so we can see you. Oh, geez. Okay, fine. Yes, this will be hysterical. And this will definitely get recorded. <laughs> It'll be in the We Out <laughs> In the We Out Here series, another feature. I love it. Making sure we don't lose Kevin. <laughs> In the big, oh my gosh! Oh, I can just god. see it at a West Virginia football game right now. Oh god! Woo! I'm okay. sure they make West Virginia balloons. Oh, they definitely do. Um, and then you moved on to USA Boxing as the national team's manager. That's when I saw you were traveling all over, right? Like all over the world. Yeah, that was. Oh man, I think I did like 11 countries in one year. Whoa! Them, it was my rent was kind of like a storage fee that year, but um, and like really unique co- countries, um, countries like Kazakhstan, India, Bulgaria, a lot of like Eastern sort mm-hmm. of block of Europe. Um, so it was a crazy, crazy experience. Some of the greatest athletes I've ever worked with, and the staff was absolutely next level but um we went some places for sure your favorite uh place that you traveled in with the olympics with that with uh yeah. your, your yeah the, there's uh, 11 boxing. places yeah Ooh. out of the 11 that you did uh, with the with the boxing with boxing hmm we did we were in hamburg germany for a month for world championships. Okay. That was, I That's really cool. enjoyed that one. That was a fun one. That's awesome. Yeah. And then you went to ski and snowboard. Yep. Now, did you get to travel as much there or what did you? Traveled very differently. Um, we went to like Switzerland and um, like Mammoth and um, Aspen, Colorado. So a um, little different of like a travel schedule, but yeah, we, I did Sauce Switzerland, which was this amazing little mountain town where like, there's no cars. You like take little electric like carts around. That's cool. Um, that sounds Yeah, cool. it was like so much reclet all like, it was unbelievable. Um, but yeah, so tr- still traveled a bunch, but it was a lot different. That sounds like fun mm-hmm. and being a skier yourself that you had to enjoy that a little bit oh yeah it was it was fun because you just like got to go to an event once everything was set like you could it was encouraged to like go take laps and I'll never forget like the first cow day we had I came into the office and I'll never forget like my boss looking at me being like we don't know like you go ski and I was like oh okay like that's a cool like work-life balance right there so that's yeah. really cool I've been that's really awesome. fortunate. now 
what was the best place you got to ski? That's a hard one. Switzerland was just really cool, but Mm -hmm. it was early season. So conditions weren't very good. Um, But we were in Mammoth one time. We literally didn't have a competition because it snowed so much and the roads were closed leading up to the mountain and we stayed right at the mountain. So it was like, we were there and we pretty much had one of the best resorts in America all to ourselves on, it was like five feet of snow a day. It was crazy. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a really cool. I have a question. It's of the same nature. Did you, so I've only been skiing one time and when I got there, the first thing that I thought was Jesus Christ, like this, this is just like, I've, I've, I did a lot of like backpacking and like mountain hiking and that sort of thing. So like I've summited mountains and stuff and I've been like really high altitudes and been like, wow, this is like really cool. But I went skiing in Oregon and we got up to this mountain and I was just like, like, this is unlike anything I'd ever seen. So as a skier going to these places, was there a place that you went where it was just like the next level? Like you'd never, or were they all just like the best of the best places? like so like the terrain um honestly i'm we're i live in utah now i'm pretty spoiled that like snowbird and alta are like 30 minutes from my house and that is that is some terrain that like you you can't just you have to be paying attention um they don't mark cliffs as well out here as they do back east um so it's but it's like you you just ski, see like little kids just like go off 20 foot cliffs. Like it's nothing. Um, it's unbelievable. So I would say like, just even living in Utah, it's next level train out here. That's impressive. I could, yeah. I won't ski again. Probably not. <laughs> it's not for me. I went to <laughs> Gunstock am... like three months ago and I wanted to die. <laughs> <laughs> the conditions were so bad it it snowed and then the next day it rained oh and froze overnight so all you were on was ice and i hadn't gone skiing since high school so i'm like oh get back on the ropes as we got going i was like all right i can get this and you kept hitting ice after ice after every turn i was like i'm done like oh my gosh. yard sale almost crashed into the poles. It's like, I'm good. No more. We had, we had a lot of athletes from the East coast. Cause truly like you get really good skiing that sort of terrain and mm-hmm. you're technically so proficient at that point. So, um, there is, I guess, a benefit of it, but it's, it's a different, it's cold. It's, it's a different, it feels like a different sport out there to be honest mm-hmm. with you. All right. Then you went from all the Olympic stuff, all the craziness with this, to working at Backcountry as the manager of direct mail. What's the transition from Olympics to a regular <laughs> nine to five kind of office kind of feel? Yeah, valid question. Um, when I was with the ski team, I really wanted to get into the marketing side of it. I wanted to move. I wanted to transition out of team managing, which is more of those like logistics operations, putting out fires um, and move more into marketing. And um, the outdoor industry was an industry that I've always like 
been a part of growing up and being especially from New Hampshire, um, it's just been ingrained in me. So um, it felt very natural of like if I was going to leave sports and the Olympic movement that um, and get into marketing to kind of transition uh, to backcountry and get that as like where working in the outdoor industry. So yeah, awesome. yeah, it's a that's a great call out because it was my path has been very nonlinear and that was probably the hardest 90 degree turn. But I remember seeing you, that like, you travel so much. You can really only like, I hit a point where like I moved to Utah, but I didn't really get to ever explore Utah. And I wanted to be like present a bit more than like constantly in and out of a suitcase. And, uh, COVID happened, which was mm. weird for everyone. And all of a sudden, like we weren't traveling and then we were testing and you're working 24 seven to get athletes. Like our competition season still went on. So it was a different beast. And I just kind of was ready to have some balance in my life. For the person that was all chaotic for every year that I knew her, balance was not part of your no. agenda it's crazy i kind of had a point where i was like it'd be cool to like travel where i want to go and do what i want to do when i want to do it mm -hmm. that like became more enticing than traveling for work so you wanted to be a normal human being yeah, it's cool I like that i like that Cool. I mean that makes that makes sense though. It like does. you spend like yeah. a lot like yeah. your resume, Jess, when I saw it this afternoon when I was getting ready, I was like, whoa. And I was just like looking at it and I'm like, you have probably traveled more than probably three quarters of everybody who's like lived on the on the, on earth with your job, probably. And you probably yeah. just and I'm just maybe just I'm just guessing, you know, you probably just was like that's, I don't need to just travel anymore. Am I right? Yeah, no, it's exactly that. Like, it's, it's funny because for a while you're like, oh, I want to get like the top airline status on, um, and I did on United because we were traveling so much. Like, ironically, Pease knows this, my father's a pilot for Delta. And I was like, oh, I don't fly Delta, but like, <laughs> I'll fly United. Um, and that must have made dad very happy. Well, I was like, <laughs> I check my bags for free. I cut the lines. I like, um, so yeah, it was, I think the time that I spent in the movement traveling as much as I did and in the cultures that I honestly would have never traveled to otherwise, like Kazakhstan was never going to be on my list. Um, you know, Bulgaria wouldn't have been either. So I feel very fortunate to have traveled to those countries and really have squeezed as much as I could out of that experience. But yeah, you, you do get to a point where like things are happening in your own backyard and you want to be there for it and you want to not be getting phone calls at 3 a.m. and having some balance. And I guess that's comes with aging, maybe, but getting older. Yeah, I can only fun. imagine your passport being so filled. <laughs> oh, I was on such a path. And then when I got married, I changed my name so i got a whole new one oh so no now i have like two awkwardly filled passports like but i do have 
they have a stamp from um, Brazil did this where like if you come in or out of the country for the during the time that they held the Olympics and Paralympics, mm-hmm. you have a specific like Olympic stamp on oh, your. Oh, that's back. cool. That's cool. Oh, cool. I remember like. I remember I was like, oh, go get that though. Like you don't have that at the station. That's fine. I'll wait. Like I can wait in customs for an hour for this. Like, <laughs> I, want, I want that stamp. I, I want to do that. need that stamp. <laughs> yeah. I came here for this stamp. <laughs> yeah, this is part of it. Like I get this, yeah. right? So, That's yeah. really cool. And now yeah. you're over at Sundance Holdings as the marketing manager, right? Yeah, so it's um, Sundance Catalog. So it's the same company that does like the film festival and oh, um, cool. resort and all that. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, you've definitely uh, traveled and gone all over. And <laughs> I don't even know the what else. Unique. Like that movement's really unique where like instead of those like linear or like the like very like vertical promotions, you end up kind of bouncing to different governing bodies and you start small so like youth soccer with u.s soccer and then you get an opportunity to go to a bigger governing body which was boxing and then you have an opportunity to go to a bigger governing body that wins you know some of the most medals in the winter side of the game so it it makes it look like i jumped a lot and i did but that was kind of how your career progressed in that movement which is really unique to try to explain to people who are like 30 plus years in the same job or like the same company. I'm like, oh no, every few years I just got a new badge, still had access to the same buildings, just had to do Doing something that. different. Yeah. It's like any of us now telling people that, yeah, I'm starting a new job and yeah, you've been here for two years. Yeah, yeah, I'm it's good. It's well, welcome to the real world, Jess. We're happy to have you. I like it. <laughs> I, still I still don't sit well, but I like enjoy like being where I'm at. So. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing. But all right. Kevin, you want to ask some questions? Andrew, cool. you can read some of these questions too. Sure. Or if you have anything that goes off the rails, go right ahead. Of course. You know, so There's this no is problem. the part where, you know, I try to like, you know, spruce it up a bit. Merritt does a great job with his lineup. So we're going to start off. What was it like to go through college recruiting, taking it back to your soccer days? Way back. Um, it was so different than it is today. Like we had no social media. We had no cell phones. Um, I remember calling coaches like from my home phone. Like, so you had to be home at a certain time in a certain oh location. my gosh um yeah I didn't think about that yeah yeah uh, but no it was recruiting was interesting it, it for a while felt like you're I was living like two separate lives so like I would go to school I would be like Trinity High School just doing classes doing everything and then after school training traveling all up and down the east coast um so it's a really like from a young age, I realized like if I did want to go this route, um, you're going to miss out on some stuff, but you're going to gain so much else down the line. And um, my recruiting was interesting. So I actually verbally committed to Florida State. Um, I did. And I remember, I remember this. They're like a perennial for women's soccer, like top five, unbelievable program. I went down there, visited 
loved the campus. It was wonderful. It really was. Um, and then, yeah, they signed a few other girls in the class and with me. And I had to, I, like, it's crazy because you're like 16 years old making decisions about your future. And um, my ultimate goal was to always play professionally. And to do so, I knew I needed minutes on the field. And um, all of a sudden going to Tallahassee wasn't really feeling like that was going to be what I needed to get me to that next level. So yeah, I actually, um, took back my verbal, um, to this day, I'm still thankful the head coach there. The first thing he did was call coach Feldman at Boston university and, um, put in a good word for me. And like, if you talk about turning moments in like your career, like him to do something like that, um, is huge. So yeah, I remember going to BU and I don't even know why I was on the campus. Like we were just randomly there probably for a Red Sox game or something. And (laughs) I remember being like, what is this? There is a train that goes down the middle of your campus. Like to get to class is a real life game of Frogger. Um, It felt so out of my comfort zone. And I remember like looking at my parents being like, I think I, this is it. I have four years to just change it all. And, um, it was the best decision I made, but yeah, it's I can't imagine recruiting now. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's crazy. Oh, but I do want to add this little fun question. So like, we all know like NIL is like the big thing that's happening in college sports right now. And Merritt knows I asked this question to like everyone who like was a former athlete. What would be, if you were to be, you know, have NIL when you were being recruited and you were in college, what would be like a, a big name brand that you'd want to be representing and sponsored by? And a, maybe like a, like a hole in the wall store that was on campus that you would love to have done, like maybe like an ad for, or, you know, got easy. NIL from. That, that hole, the hole in the wall is so easy. Um, my class, uh, we, uh, Cayuga, it's a sushi restaurant, right? Oh, dope. Um, I don't even want to know how much of the little money I had in college went to sushi. Um, anytime I had extra money, I was like, who wants to go to Cayuga? So yeah, we, they knew us there. Uh, we were just obsessed with that place. So, um, I would for sure, they would be they would be top on my list. Um, big brand. That's interesting. Cause I don't think I, that's a hard part of like, and I like, I don't think I would have known any better of like how to build a brand for myself at 19 years old. I was busy trying to not get lost going to class. Um, <laughs> busy playing Frogger. Busy playing Frogger. Seriously. No, I mean, I mean, I feel like every athlete would do Nike if they came across your table, right? Um, so I think, like, I'm going to cop out and say Nike. Nike and Cayuga. There, there you go. Still, there I'm going to say that. That sounds good to me. That does yeah. sound good to me. I think a lot of people have always chosen, like, the brand that they're going to play in. And then, like, something. I, I Cayuga, yours is my favorite so far. Because Cayuga <laughs> is a little hole in the wall. 
Um, because I know I if I were to ever, I would at least try to get me like a grocery. So like maybe they could pay for my groceries, get free grocery. <laughs> you know, or if there's a gas station, yo, free t- free free gas for every time you come to the come to the station, like oh, practical man. things when you're yeah, in college, right? And views on campus, like food was insane. So like the only thing we really ate outside of the dining hall was Cayuga. Cayuga. So yeah, that would essentially make awesome. all my dining free. Well, <laughs> lucky you having good dining hall food. We did not have that at West Virginia. Oh, no. Nah, no, definitely not. not. We had the opposite. It was very so bad. bad. It's so oh. bad. I spend way too much money on tacos because there's a taco shop like right next to my dorm. Like <laughs> college food now. I So I've heard from some places that it's good, but generally not good things <laughs> Andrew, you can ask the next question sir okay um or if you want to pick from the list or you know you know do the thing yeah, there's no order to them she has majority of these questions so she okay so prepared. i have a question that i want to ask but i'm going to ask this one first because it's somewhat like more related uh what's your favorite memory from playing soccer at bu that's such a tough one um i've been thinking about that um like, do you go on field? Do you go off field? Is it like favorite game, favorite goal? Um, shoot. I think, like, when I think, I guess I'm going to kind of cop out and not give like a single moment. Um, when I think back to like my time in college, it's my junior year. Um, there was something about, well, that season, it was insane. We broke like every school record that existed we had um i think it was like the second longest ncaa shutout streak like we went on on in conference um it was the like actual tangible talents like on that team was on i've unlike anything i've ever played with um but i also think it was like the most like genuine fun i've ever had playing in my career um i Freshman and sophomore year was like kind of just sitting there learning and absorbing. And junior year was the first time for me to take like a step from like a leadership standpoint and dip my toe a bit in the like taking ownership of like leading the front line and and things like that and not being not, you know, taking free kicks and stepping up um, in that way and it was also the year that i had the most fun playing soccer like in my life so but we do have to say favorite goal (laughs) senior year free kick against boston college oh from like 25 yards out over the wall like it was it was a dream but yeah, it was also Boston College. You just like want that. Oh, yeah. I wonder, is that is that video is that goal on like video anywhere? Probably. Oh, I'm gonna have to go find it. It was. It maybe. I think it was like. I don't know. I would have to look, but I sure hope so because it was. I'll tag. Day. I'll tag you in a clip if I find it. Perfect. It Andrew, what's your other question? Um, so complete hardship from soccer. Um, what was it like running the Boston Marathon? (laughs) Man, (laughs) um, 
It was so fun. Um, I mean, 20 running that far wasn't really that fun in general, but like I, um, having gone to Boston, Boston university, having watched marathon Monday every year, I knew I wanted to run the marathon at some point. Um, the only catch was I didn't want to have to qualify because all I wanted to do was run Boston. Um, and to qualify meant that I would be running another one. And then, um, fundraising was the, some of the fundraising teams are like, it's a lot of money that you're asking kids that are like just getting out of college to try to like fundraise and do. And, um, so that didn't really feel like a super viable option. So I had a former colleague who is part of the BAA and they get a bib every year. And eight weeks out, the person who was supposed to run with his bib number um, called and was like, I haven't been training. I'm backing out. And I don't even remember typing my response. Be like, no, I'll run it. Like acting so casual about it. So um, the first day was the longest I had ever run in my life. I did like a 10 mile run and was like, okay, 16 more. This is going to be a long eight weeks. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but I'm also like glad I only had eight weeks because it could be like all consuming for eight weeks um, and running it. I trained up in, I was in Colorado. So like I trained at altitude. Oh, running helped really well. Um, it was like the city's absolutely amazing. It's unlike anything else and to have my parents I put them in Kenmore Square um and with Ethan who I'd only been dating for like I don't even know less than a year at that time um so like I was like hey here's where you guys need to be in like four hours and have fun and they had like the best day ever um and it was so cool to kind of go in there and, and see them and knock it out that like the marathon's amazing it's i don't want to run that far ever again though i don't blame you that's a lot of running question I, on that what was like the mile point where that hurt the most if you can recall back it was and where were you if you remember maybe you can tell us like where you were in boston yeah, when you were running almost self-inflicted um but I got to Heartbreak Hill and I felt great. I had no business feeling great. Like the Wellesley section was a bit like tough. I had to kind of gut that out, um, the Framingham section too. But I got to Heartbreak Hill and I was like, this isn't a bad. I got this. And as I'm running up, there was a group that like had, they were like handing out beer to runners. Oh. <laughs> you did not do it. I remember being like, hell yeah. Like, like, sorry, I don't have a mod to swear on this. So I apologize. You're fine. We drop all the time. Like, I remember grabbing it and I like got it like this and just smelt it and immediately was like, no, no. Like I've run 17 miles and this is going to ruin me. Um, so I ended up just like giving it to someone else randomly like down like the way but that was that was the moment because then I had to like I that kind of took the wind out of my sails for a second but yeah 
<laughs> still kudos to you, man. I, I have a lot of friends that love. I, I have so many friends that love to do all this running shit. And I'm just like, I can barely go up the damn stairs. And like, now you guys want to talk about doing 26 point. Is it 26.2? Am I right? 26.2? Yeah. Bless. I bow down. I, I hit the, my, my goal for the race was like, I couldn't set an overall pace I wanted to hit. Cause I only had eight weeks to train. Like I was doing no speed work. I really like, just wanted to finish, but my goal was my last five miles to be faster than my other miles. Um, so that like, I didn't bonk, I kept going heartbreak Hills, part of that. Um, and I did that in the last mile. I'll never, cause they put like a line that says like one mile to go. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being like, the faster I run this, the quicker this is all over. And mm. I just, took off and like I think dropped my pace for like over a minute just to like be wow. done. Just booking it. Just so was... we're good. Like we're done. It's time to go. And then after I went to Cayuga. So that's exactly what, what a missed opportunity. Oh my God. I remember tracking you because you posted it and you're like track me. I was like all right let's see how she's doing and it would pop up I'm like all right cool. Oh shit. that i actually think that's the coolest part about those marathons i had a friend that i had a couple friends run the chicago marathon uh, a couple years back and they're like here you can try me and you see like them like 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 they is like moving i'm like oh my god go 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 you're almost there but it's so funny because like while you're tracking like you're having yourself a full day like you're doing yeah like a half a day's worth of activities and like I was just running. It was just the craziest. Just running. Yeah. Just run, Forrest, run. Gosh. <laughs> Thanks for following, Peace. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> Go out there and do it. I think you, I've known you, Michelle Cummings, um, and one of my other buddies that yeah, have run the marathon. Yeah, we were in the same year. Uh, we, yeah. We rode the same bus. I had not seen her in... God knows how many years. And we got to the place where like they picked up the, like you go to in Boston, they bust you out. And her and I were standing right there. And I was like, Michelle, she's like, yes. And I was like, do you want to ride the bus with me? And like, it, it was perfect. Cause you just spent what would have been very anxious hours, just mm-hmm. like catching up on life and the past like five years with someone. Yeah, now she's married, has a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Everyone in our class and back then is all, I think, married. I don't remember. I don't really know anyone else from middle school anymore. <laughs> I know very few. <laughs> that's a rabbit hole. Oh, God, that's a rabbit hole I don't ever think I want to go down, ever. <laughs> they all, the ones that I still know, I, you know, the Shurs and all of them, they all still live in Bedford, which is great. They all hang out with the exact same people. <laughs> like Bedford was such a cool little town to grow up in, though. Like it was awesome. It was so great. Like it's different whatever, now. All the sports, all the like play like the hockey in the roads and hurry to get out of the way when like the cars come whipping around the corner, like just one of those like little classic 
towns. It was yeah. good. And then it all of a sudden just blew up and everyone's kind of going, oh, now it's the rich uppity town. And you're going, no, 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 no. We grew up there before. Was that? I promise. <laughs> we weren't part of that rich uppity part. I promise. Oh, God. That's good. Um, all right. So I want to ask this one because I remember the day, like, I remember you getting excited for this. Like, I, I think we were talking back then um about it but like what was it like to get drafted in a fit and be on the team that you wanted to be a part of since you were a kid um really cool I think um it yeah you're I mean you're right when I was 10 I went to a breakers game it happened to actually be at Nickerson Field and that was when like I'm a huge believer of like, if you could, like, if you see something like, then you know that it's a tangible thing. Um, and I remember looking at my parents and being like, I want to play professional soccer. And my dad's like, okay, start running more. Like, we'll get you there. Like, like we will help you however you need, but like do the work. And, um, the draft was, it was still like, it was like pre-televised. It was, um pre like twitter i don't like it was pre everything really mm -hmm. and i was traveling i remember the day i got drafted i was traveling out to kansas city for the all-american banquet and um the my the draft was going on so my dad actually asked the pilot like, hey, when you go past, like, can you get periodic updates on from the towers on the woman's draft? And they're like, yeah. So like, I'm sitting on the plane, I'm hearing nothing. And I'm like, looking at my dad, I was like, can you like go talk to the pilot? And he's like, he's flying. Like, no, I can't. I was like, okay, well, I want to know what's going on. And uh, yeah, when I landed, um, I got a call from my assistant coach and she was like, the breakers took you. And I mean, this was women's soccer was, it was, it was small. It was, I didn't have an agent. You're not doing like interviews with teams. You are just, you know, they call your college coach. They, you know, where like you may go, there's a few mocks. Um, but to get the breakers, that hometown where I want, where I grew up and like where the dream started was, it was unbelievable. Like there's, there's no other job that will ever give me that feeling and that moment. And I just remember looking at my parents, we're in like this tiny little rental car, um, still trying to like figure out where we're going to get to the hotel. And I just remember looking, I was like, we did it. Like we, we did this. And it's, it's the truth. Like they were at every single game and they did, they sacrificed so much. And my brother did as well. And um, it was just really cool to kind of look at everyone and be like, nothing was for waste. Like we, we did this and it was, yeah. Then like I had a few teammates that were out there. My coach was out there and um, I was out until like 3am just trying to be like, holy smokes, like this happened. Like it was, it was so cool. That's awesome. That had to have been a cool experience for sure. Kevin, you want to ask the next one? Or Andrew, you got one? No, actually, uh, I got to go. Okay. Um, it's been great, Jess. It sounds like you had an amazing career and an amazing evolution of interests and 
role positions and stuff. And I'm, I'm really excited to actually listen to the rest of this and hear the answer to the rest of our questions for you. Um, so thank you for letting me be part of this. And I'm sorry, I have to go. Um, it was wonderful. Probably yes. next week or the week after, y'all. Peace. Enjoy your summer. Bye, Andrew. Bye, Andrew. Bye. Talk to you tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> and now there's three of us. Oh, so, yes. Three. Um, I I will definitely ask this next question. I almost thought I had another question, but you probably this. do somewhere in your bank. Uh, if it worse, worst, worst comes to worst, I'll I'll bring it back. But um, the next question I have is, okay. was it difficult to make the decision to hang up the cleats? Totally. Um, I don't. I think like. It's never, it's, yeah, so um, background on why I retired, I guess. So um, in 2012, I had a full ankle reconstruction. So um, I had just sustained, it wasn't one injury, it was years and years and years of ankle injuries, and I had nothing in my ankle, essentially, um, holding it together. So um, I ended up rehabbing it. It was like a 20-week rehab and it was it was hard like that was really hard and the league's infrastructure was not what it is today so um I got the surgery and I moved home and I rehabbed from Sunapee New Hampshire there's an amazing physical therapist mm -hmm. up there um and I use like Col I use like Colby Sawyer College's pool and I use their like little gym and um it it hit a point where I was like all right like if I want to come back and I want to play I need to get myself around some equipment and um that meant figuring it out on my own your contract our contracts were only for the season time so I was out of it and uh I went out to the Olympic committee took the internship but was like, oh, I get access to this gym. That works out really well. Um, and yeah, I was essentially working full-time as an intern and I was working full-time rehabbing my ankle and got, um, I had a colleague who played professionally in Iceland. And when I finally got cleared, she was like, let's go play. And unfortunately, uh, my first game back was an indoor game and I broke my other ankle. And, um, surgery ankle felt great. Uh, but at that point I was about two weeks from returning to the season, like contracts were signed. Like I was leaving, I was going back and, um, just the infancy of the league and how it was set up, like it became a pretty harsh business really fast. And that's what it is. It's a business. And um, it hit a point where like, I remember just sitting down and being like, if I go back, am I going to get the care I need to finish out like my new rehab? Am I going to be worried about, am I going to financially be able to do this? Am I going to enjoy this process and like coming back? And, um, it just hit a point where I was like, no, I'm, I'm not. And I think one of the wonderful things about like having gone to BU is you go to a very difficult academic school. So you leave with a degree that like has also taught you something. And uh, I was so fortunate that I was out at the Olympic committee and I looked at them. I was like, so 
instead of turning my badge off in two weeks, like, what are our thoughts about like me just sticking around? Um, but yeah, it was like, no, the decision was impossible. It was, I was thousands of miles from, you know, my family. I was about to be homeless, about to be jobless, um, in a matter of days. And I had to give up on the one thing that I knew I still had more that I wanted to achieve. Um, so I don't regret it at all. Like it was the right decision. Um, but it does give me, like, I do have a lot of empathy for any athlete going through the thought of retirement and those that have the injuries and, um, it's, it's tough. And cause it's a business. And at the end of the day, you can try to act like it's, you know, this nice, wonderful, like, happy go lucky thing it's a business and mm -hmm. there's money involved and um yeah so i just started traveling the yeah. world traveling the world right after i think i think you got the the good end of that stick for that one for sure jess well, um but you mentioned it like you basically went back to the olympic committee said hey i'm not leaving what can mm -hmm. we do how did you get to that point like you signed your contract with the breakers and then all of a sudden you're interning out in the Olympic committee. How did you go from that to that? Well, so the contracts that you sign are like really only for the playing year. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it is now. And I think having the players association, there's, there's a lot more player protection in place. And um, so, yeah, I mean, when the season ended, it was kind of a like, cool, we'll see you guys in March. And you had from that September through that March to do what you needed to do to get yourself ready for the next season. Um, and I ended up applying for an internship. I had a former teammate who also had interned out there like randomly. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, like it's a pretty cool gig. Like you get paid, you live in the dorms, like you get a lot of really cool apparel. I was like, you know what? That's great. Um, and for me, getting access to their gyms and their training facilities was crucial um, to getting myself rehabbed through my ankle injury. Um, so yeah, it was, honestly, it was just a lot of hustling. Like I needed to make a little bit of money to get myself through the off season. I knew, I knew inherently that being an athlete is such a you know, it, it becomes just a transient job. And you, what happened to me, like I was out immediately, like I was in and I was starting and then all of a sudden I was gone and my contract's gone. And I knew that if that was ever to happen, I needed to have some sort of resume built up. And the Olympic committee was like, it was such an amazing turn of events for me to be out there. And I had, I didn't plan it that well. It was an accident. <laughs> sometimes those are the best things so we, we just mentioned like the salaries and stuff for the national women's soccer league um up until it looks like literally last year the average salary was twenty two thousand dollars a year with a max player making two hundred thousand dollars a year now the minimum salary is thirty six thousand four hundred dollars per year the salary cap for, per team, I think, is one point one million. Mm -hmm. That's not a lot of money. That's not. It, um, 
it's not. And I don't think there was a league minimum when I was playing. Um, I knew players playing minutes, not on a salary. Um, I think that is why to see where the league has become is so amazing. I think if you haven't, if you have watched that Angel City documentary, it is on HBO. It is a great look at the trials, the tribulations, and just what they're trying to build for mm. those women. Um, it's yeah, because I think league minimum was still like last year was still probably like six thousand or something like that. Um, it's not a lot. You lived like I lived with ho a host family. They were a partial owner. They were wonderful. Um, and it was like I ate dinner with them because it, you know, it was there. It was free, and um, I lived with them and their family, and they were so gracious to do that to almost all of us. I think there was only a handful um, of the players that lived on their own, and um, it was just it's where the league is growing to is great. It's, it's not there yet. Um, but I do think that they have the right people in place to like the players associations, huge. The, there's so many more protections. Like what happened to me probably would have been different. Um, and I think that makes me like really happy to hear because it's, it's a great sport and I'm, I love watching like the NWSL is it's tough soccer and it is no one is backing down from a challenge and they're athletes just like every single other sport and um, they deserve the platform. Oh, let's, let's look at this. The new CBA. I mean, I, I pulled out a bunch of stuff up. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, player safety benefit statement it also does say that every year players will get a 4% increase on pay. So that's really nice. Um, you jump from $22,000 to $36,000 annually for minimum that you pay a player. Still yep. still very small end. We're, they'll get there. They're, they're growing, yeah. like you said. Um, but let's see. Uh, when it comes to player demand, some of the biggest victories in the CBA are the well-being protocols and benefits um, demanded of the league. Laid out in the new CBA, a mandated six-month paid mental health leave, eight-week paid maternity leave or adoption leave, 42 days of guaranteed vacation per season, and private nursing facilities for parents. Mm -hmm. Players are now insured to have fixed NWSL season with start and end windows. Um, apparently, there was not that. They moved a lot. Interesting as well as limits on the maximum number of games in a season and the frequency of the games. There will be a seven-day vacation week in the summer um, moving forward. Starting in 2022, all teams will provide services at minimum, a team physician, massage therapist, sports scientist, sports psychologist, and team clinician to provide mental health services. The league will employ a physician as its mental director. Uh, in terms of safety on the pitch, the NWSL will now disqualify soccer fields that require substantial dimension conversions in order to be used for soccer. This is a significant change from 2021 when both Kansas City Current and OLR 
OL Rain were playing in baseball stadiums. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, it professionalizes it, right? It's saying like, it gives it some legitimacy that the ladies deserve. And um, I think the breakers, they, they did a really good job at trying to give us all of the access and resources that we could. Um, We did have a athletic trainer who was there. Um, We did have like, there was a massage therapist that would come in and there's some of that, but like, was it at a professional level? No. Was it what they, was it proportional to the league? Yes. Um, and I think, I think that just shows that like, yeah, you do, you do have to mandate these things because they are run diff, they're different business structures. And, you know, we were joking before that like the tickets are less than what it costs to go to a movie mm-hmm. and buy popcorn for your family at four. And that's the point. The point is, is like, go see great soccer. And, you know, the, they, the role models that these women are is, it's hard to match and beat. And it's, they're, they're cool, but like they're cool stadiums now. Like some of these supporting sectors, like they're true support. Don't be on the other team in a supporting sector. Like it's- Have you seen Austin yeah. FC's new thing? With the uh, with Groot, they pull up a big thing of Groot in the background. Portland Timbers, when they score a goal, they cut wood in half, like yep. chunks of wood, throw up d- dust and all. That. It's phenomenal. Um, I also just found out, I apparently did not even realize this. It's happened five years ago that the Breakers are no longer a soccer team. They have not been around for five years. And they ceased operations after the beginning of the 2018 season, and they were the longest tenure team. Yeah, it was crazy. crazy because they always felt like they have been in every league. Um, so there's been multiple women's professional soccer leagues. And every time there was a new league, the Breakers were one of the founding hmm. teams in it. And I mean, you guys know, like Boston sports fans are crazy. Like, they show up. I mean, we were in Somerville and we had fans show up and um yeah, it's, I think there is talks. They're trying to figure out if they can make it back in. Um, there are some, like, you have to kind of now buy your way back in. Um, not, like, illegally, but there's, like, a fee that you have to pay. And um, I, I hope, I hope that they come back in. I hope that they follow suit of some of the new, like, Gotham and uh, San Diego and Angel, um, Angel City, like, some of these new structures are building amazingly professional mm-hmm. stadiums and professional organizations and the players are getting everything they need in the support. And uh, I think Boston has the potential for that. There's the fan base for that. And I hope they, I hope they can do that. Well, we have one of the richest human beings in the world that could probably do it. So Robert Kraft, if you ever hear this podcast, which you probably never will, um, why don't you just buy a new soccer team? Yeah. That's fine. Just, just take care of it. Like, come on. It like it, it, there's, there's yeah. a model out there where it is profitable. There's a model out there where the players can get everything they need. Um, it's, come on. If the MLS. Their women's team back, which I'm so excited about. Um, 
because there is such a good community here for that and it's yeah it's fun to go to for anyone it's doesn't matter if you're like a little you know young little girl or like 30 year old you know us in our 30s it's fun yeah. And let's be honest, if the MLS at Gillette Stadium can pull some type of profit, I'm pretty sure a Boston Breakers team in a, let's say, 10, 15,000 person stadium could pull a profit. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, come on, let's get on that. All right, Kevin, you want to ask any more questions? You're muted. You are muted. Yeah, Bob, Bob, Bob. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I want to go to the last question you have on here, Merritt. Jess, do you still play a little soccer from time to time now? Maybe I don't play in any rec leagues where, you know, you don't tell them that you used to play a little pro, but, you know, you just on the side just kind of let them know, like, hey, I'm kind of a big deal a little bit. <laughs> um, that's a great question. So when I first moved out to Utah, um, I did play on a, like, co-ed indoor team um it was awesome like the best co-ed indoor team um I could have ever possibly gotten on um it was one of those of like every everyone was good and it was really fun and they were like the right amount of competitiveness mm. um unfortunately I really don't play anymore um what I did have to kind of learn for myself was that like when I played soccer, everything I did like centralized around soccer. It was my performance. It was, you know, you literally, it was my job. It was my life and my relationship to the game. That is my relationship to the game. That's always been my relationship to the game. And I, it was weird. I like was playing but not having as much fun as I wanted to. Um, and I, you always hear like, you're in beer league. It doesn't matter. And it's like, well, I, it's hard. It was hard for me to like miss a pass or because I just wasn't playing all the time. And um, I ended up, yeah. So like I kind of stopped. I co-ed's a weird thing too, because like you juke a couple guys and all of a sudden like you're checked into the boards and like, then you're going oh. to the chiropractor and then you're like, it's just, oh, God. it kind of, I had a few of those moments where I like looked around and I was like, we're not having fun. Like I'm not having fun. Um, I was trying to, I felt like I was trying to recreate what it was for me and, and that's just not what the game is. And um, so, yeah, I wish I could be like, yeah, I play in a pickup league and I'm still just as good. But um, I actually do some volunteering with some like a youth soccer team that's around here. And um, I kind of just pop in, create some chaos, play some like really fun games and then leave. Um, well, that's cool. And, yeah. And I think that for me is how I want to be involved in the sport. Um, it was such. Like, I was meant to play soccer at the level that I played it. And I think for me, like, I'm just not meant to play it in any other way. And that's kind of what it is. That's Love awesome. It. You got any other crazy questions, Kevin? Cause it's almost 10 o'clock our time. And Jess is like, oh, that's only eight, eight here. Like, oh man. 
Yeah, I didn't even think we had this long of a podcast. Shout out to us. Yeah. No, I don't think I have anything else, Matt. You're the I'm, boss. I'm. That's no, no. I'm not. Not that is not my title. I'm surprised you guys are still up. Wow. Thanks, Jess. <laughs> hey. You know what? I'm old. Okay. I could. This is my only late night of the week. Well, the thank rest. You. The rest of the time. <laughs> you should. Yeah, you're awesome. No, the, thank you. I appreciate like the chat and the combo and. Oh yeah, this is how it is. The one thing mm-hmm. I want to say is I remember you made up. You just brought up chaos. The day in high school where you came to guys' practice because girls' practice got canceled because it was raining, um, and our. Co- so preface this, Kevin. My soccer coach, what senior year, used to coach the girls' team. Lit. Yep. And he coached my, good friends with my dad. Like, and he coached the lacrosse team. He now runs marathons and lost a ton of weight. So oh fan. heck yeah. Oh yeah. You don't have Facebook anymore, so you can't see that. Yeah. But Tino lost the last time I had seen Tino, he was probably 30, 40 pounds overweight. He's playing like men's league beer soccer. Um, but he now runs every marathon, like good five Ks, ten Ks, all of that stuff. I see it all the time. He looks That's scary amazing. thin now, um, <laughs> but he call, He goes, all right, guys, we're going to still have practice. And we're like, dude, the field is literally a pool. What the hell are we going to do? We played some random like version of soccer where yep. you could pick the ball up and throw it in the <laughs> middle of the field. I was I like, I just looked at everyone. It's like, I'm out throwing every single one of you because I'm bigger than all of you. And he goes, the one rule, she does not go to the ground. I go, I can't <laughs> stop myself, coach. If I hit Jess, she'll she'll kick me and tell me I'm an asshole, but like I can't stop. <laughs> I ended up I ended up getting tackled by someone. I like distinctly remember oh, that. Um it was um Mike something. Forget, forget who it was, but I do remember like laying on the ground, it was just like in a puddle, and I was like, cool. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah we no, like, Mike was great. Wait, we so this was playing soccer with your hands? Yeah, it, it was, was a weird game. Like yeah. it was a weird game, but yeah, it was fun. Like Mike was such a pivotal part of like my high school soccer experience. And um him and Gary coached my freshman and sophomore, I think. And mm-hmm. um they were like they deserve a lot of credit because they'd look at me and be like all right, everyone, like, you have to go run this two miles. And they'd be like, Jess, you have to do it in under this time or you're running it again. And they really, like, they really knew my goals. And they were like, go, we're going to help get you there. So, yeah, yeah. practice with the boys a couple times. Tino was, he was like, you guys, uh, she's going to kick your ass. And we're all going, yeah. I literally looked at him. I was like, coach, I've known her since I was this tall. And I know, I know I'm this tall now, but like she's kicked my ass in soccer since then. I'll kick her ass in every other sport, but not this one. <laughs> like, I can't. That's so good. Good yep. memories. I love uh, it. So much, so much fun back in high school. Yep. And then my God. all the craziness. You guys talk about high school. I'm man. like, man, that's such a long time ago. Dude, it's we have long. our we have our 15 year anniversary coming up. Shout out to you guys. Yeah. Are you gonna yeah. go? Um, I actually talked to my old friend, um, Matty Bo. He he goes, 
I asked him, I was like, you don't go to this? He's like, maybe. I'm like, are you? I was like, I gotta go to a wedding the week before. Maybe I'll go. Maybe. When, where is it gonna be? It's in Manchester. I don't, it's October. I'll, I'll look on the Facebook group. I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, At least you guys you, have high school reunions. Got rid of Facebook a while ago and it was like the best thing I've ever done for my mental health. Like, I barely look at it. The only time I don't even get notifications from the only time I look at it is like randomly in the middle of the day. I was just like, click on it. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I'm off of it. I just don't. Are we talking about what? Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. Facebook is so like irrelevant for us right now. It's the only time you ever look at it is if like you are looking, maybe you got like a cousin or like a family party. You like, you yeah, get reconnecting reunion, reunion. Yeah. yeah that was the last time i looked at mine was they were trying to do something for our 10 years mm-hmm. but like they needed us to pay money and we we're like nobody wanted to do that so they canceled it and i remember i we found out that whoever the hell was the president of our like school they used whatever money for the 10 year anniversary and just had a party with their friends well, Kevin, I'll be honest with you. Um, I was class president. <laughs> Shout out to you. Yeah, and if you haven't caught on by the fact that I didn't know when my 15th reunion was, um, I ended up real like it was actually really interesting. Like I had just retired. We kind of went over like trauma that was associated with my retirement. And that was right when I was supposed to be planning my like five-year reunion. And there was no capable part of me that could do that and mm. um so yeah I like at that time I like pretty much reneged and I was like hey if you guys want a reunion if you want anything I don't live there anymore like I'm out west my parents don't even live in the area anymore I was like so um I felt like it was crazy I was in my 20s and a decision I made when I was like 16 to run for class president was like haunting me. And I just was like, <laughs> what? Like, I felt like I let everyone down. I was like, I have never failed at anything, but I failed at being a class president. And then I was like, wait, Jess, like. High school shit. Stop. Like, it was unbelievable. And I think, yeah, part of it was like, taking a step back be like I handed out like cupcakes and was like I'll plan prom and I didn't you're 17 <laughs> you don't know that like then you're on board for the next 50 years so um I gave myself a little grace to the chagrin of probably some people but um yeah I didn't care at all until all of a sudden this year people were just like posting about it and I was like what is this and it's like oh okay just be, I like literally it. remember just being like just go to a bar like just go to a bar like I yeah. a barbecue place I've never gone out in Manchester don't because I haven't well I haven't lived there like in so long so I'm like I don't know is the Puritan still around like that's still there well I haven't lived there in three years so I can't tell you um but I, I think it's still there um Murphy's is still a shithole that's still there um yeah, yeah, but it's still sketchy as all hell. No, mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I mean, I wish, I hope everyone's doing well. And if anyone's out in Utah, I hope everyone. I'll, uh, I'll tell you something after I stop recording about that. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, Kevin, do you want to get us out of here? Hold on. I do have one last question before we do okay. go. Sorry. But before I outro it out, um, Jess, you know, we we did find out pre-recording. You are, are our listener to our podcast from Utah. So I'm not going to ask you the same question that I asked you pre, but I did want to ask, what do you think myself and Merritt can do on the podcast that you would like to see? Anything. Oh. oh, anything. Oh, God. That's don't give her one. that free much of free reign. No, you don't that. know her that well, Kevin. That was not a good idea. Hey, do, um, give it. No, that's really good. I mean, what can you guys do on the podcast? trying to think this is it could be an episode idea it could be guest idea i mean (laughs) i asked people ideas like one of the ideas that was given to me was go ahead i do think during i'm just gonna keep plugging my sport during the women's world cup there needs to be like a world cup recap Uh, like like they did during this world cup um, if you've seen Ted Lasso, Coach Beard, and I can't remember the woman, I can't remember her name, but she's a an analyst for Fox Sports, Fox Soccer. They did a podcast after every every oh, like really? Friday. It That's was amazing. Unreal. It was fantastic. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I I think uh I think it's gonna be like this this World Cup's gonna be really interesting. It's it's gonna be close. There's a lot of other countries that invested a lot in their teams, there's a lot of injuries, a ton of injuries, um, like more injuries to top players than ever before. So it's it's like going to be a good one. That's what I think you guys should do. Just like a little segment. All right, Merritt. I got it written down. Got that down. Worry. Perfect. <laughs> but that's all, right. all I got. So I'm assuming it is outro time since it's 10.05 and Merritt needs to go to sleep. Yes, <gasps> yeah. Yeah. All right. Word. Shout out to Merritt for being old. But yeah, it's outro time. Uh, So this is where, of course, I have to make sure that I give our flowers to our guests. Jess, it was a pleasure for you to come on all the way from good old Utah. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join me and Merritt. It was great to chat up with you. We'd love to have you come on again. And we, you know, we can shoot the shit like we just did randomly. Uh, oh, she can come on for the World Cup coverage. How's that? Oh my God! Absolutely! Boom! You guys we'll, are we'll, awesome. We'll book it I, in the schedule. Thank you for having me. You guys yes, are yes. Awesome. So shout out to Jess. Make sure you follow her on socials if you feel like following her. She may not want to follow you back, but hey, do it up. Um, but yeah, it's outro time. So first things first, if you are still watching this on the YouTube, please make sure you go ahead and like and subscribe. Maybe leave a comment or so on our page, the Manly Musings podcast. If you just want to hear our voices, we are available on all streaming platforms. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are on Google Play and we are on Amazon Play. Follow the Instagram at the Manly Musings Pod. You can follow Merritt at his Instagram at Merritt underscore P. You can follow producer Andrew at AMLville56. You can follow me at KQAVA624. And um, next week is Memorial Day. So if anybody's having fun Memorial Day plans, shout out to y'all. Enjoy them. 
you know, summer is coming. Time to get your cans out here. Um, I will be working at MetLife Stadium during the Taylor Swift concert. So shout out to the Swifties that will be coming to Jersey. Good luck and, with that one. Yep, that's going to be just hell on earth. But we're going to be out here. Follow the stories for any updates. And that is what I got. Peace, y'all. And happy Monday.